And where's your microphone, Tanner? Or where, where's the closest? In order to hear Ian, yeah, your speaker. Right. Actually, I see like the entire back Perfect. of the computer. That'll work. It worked last time. Hopefully, it'll work again. Welcome. Welcome to the Boredom Breakers, your one-stop shop for entertaining information. I am Jeremy Bushnell. I am here with <laughs> with uh, Tanner Dean and Ian Porter. I said it in that order for fun. Next week, I might say Ian Porter and uh, Ian Porter and Tanner Dean. That's actually a tongue twister. So, anyway, um, we want to not be bored, and we want to learn some stuff. And this week, we are going to be talking about music. Everybody loves music, right? I think in some fashion, I I feel I feel like it would be a medical condition if you did. Hmm. Like there would be a name for it. Yeah. Uh, Ian, you like music. I love music. Yeah. I, I asked my oldest son the other day, he's a, he's a big NF fan, NF, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he's a, a rapper of some sort. Yeah, I saw him in Great Falls. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. In Great Falls? Oh, yeah, Parker's going to be jealous. So I, I asked Parker, I said, well, what kind of music do you like other than NF? And he said he likes Eminem. And I'm like, okay, well, do you like any music other than rap? And he's thought about it, and he's like, no. I'm like, well, do you like country music? He said, no. I said, well, neither do I, that's okay. And uh, I asked if he likes rock, and he's like, he says something about, some kids in my class like heavy metal, and I don't like it. So anyway, at least he likes music, but he's pretty, pretty narrow in his view. Um, no. It's disappointing as his former music teacher. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were. Yeah. Oh, so that's, I guess that's a good point. So Tanner, Tanner being uh, a music teacher, uh, so to speak, what instruments... Do you all play? I'll I'll go first just so I can get it out of the way. I used to play the trumpet. I probably am really really rusty. Haven't played it in years. I could kind of strum on the guitar and play some chords. Same thing. I'm really rusty. And the piano I never really learned except I know where middle C is and I understand solfege and so I can do do re mi fa ya ya an octave. An octave. Of course, my brain just bounces around a lot. And I'm gonna stop in a second. An octave has the same. Um, prefix as octagon or octopus, meaning eight. So an octave is you go from do to do, and there's eight notes there, right? Okay. Eight degrees. Eight degrees. Okay. So those are the instruments I used to play, and then I, I sing. I sometimes sing. Um. So how about you guys? Um. So I play. I started playing like percussion in band in fifth grade. Um, and that eventually encompassed everything. Um, play mostly the drum set these days, and I, I teach, for instance, I taught um, Jeremy's oldest son. Um, but any any sort of percussion, I probably played it, which is, there's so much there. Mm. But um, also play ukulele, um, performed with that several times, and played the piano as well. So. Cool. Had to take a semester of piano in college, so. Awesome. It was worth it, I, I think, I would imagine. I think so. Cool. Yeah, just technique things. Mm-hmm. Ian? Uh, yeah, I've been playing drums for about probably 15 years. Um, maybe drums drums with my church for probably about 12 of those years. And then uh, just recently, a few months ago, picked up bass. Um, mm. I've played at, played at church a couple times, so I'm... I'm good enough to play at church, but honestly, that's not saying much. So you know about four notes, and then you're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can play around in the keys of G or D, 
<laughs> right. Chord progression, hook, chorus, and we're done. Okay. So, so bass and drums. Anything else before I interrupted? Nope. No. Cool. I'm gonna get um, one of my quotes out of the way for this week, um, and it's by E. M. Forster in his book uh, A Room with a View. And it's uh, the kingdom of music is not like the kingdoms of the world. It will accept what breeding and intellect have alike rejected. Basically, I mean, music in a sense it will accept those who, in, in other cases, wouldn't be accepted. If you think about people who you would almost see as um, enemies or, uh, okay, and I'll just boil it down this way, Democrats and Republicans or, you know, in that sense, a lot of them like the same music, right? <laughs> you can find people of all different backgrounds at the same concert, NF, for example. I don't mm -hmm. think every person that goes to an NF concert is a Christian. I'm sure that's not the no, case. definitely not. And yet you can have Christians there and non-Christians there. Because music unifies people in ways that, that so the kingdom of music, in, to use Forster's quote, unifies people or accepts people that would not be accepted otherwise. So any thoughts on Forster's quote and how music is kind of a unifier? I'd say, I'd say you know, I, I agree a lot with that because there's there's such a such a universal language that's in music it's so difficult to describe but you know and and what's interesting is that it's universal but also open to interpretation so one song can make someone feel something and someone who has a complete opposite worldview feel the same thing but maybe someone feels something completely different yeah so i can i can definitely see definitely see some some truth in that um, especially now because the space of music is, is so broad and it's so open um, that anyone, anyone can make music and, and put it out there um, that there's something for everyone even if you know maybe maybe it's harder to find but uh, there's, there's a relatability for, for everyone I think especially now yeah yeah I, I think so the objective beauty in music, and when I say objective, I mean you have to have middle C in order to make that note. And you, like, there's mathematics involved in music. There's objective yeah. reality and truth to music. But then you brought up the sub subjective interpretation of it. Like, wow, listen to that middle C being played by that instrument. They're both hearing the same thing, technically, objectively, but it's mm -hmm. like... Man, that just that reminds me of my mom and, and the time that we this, that, and the other. Another person might be like, oh, man, that's, that reminds me of an old girlfriend in high school and this, that, and the other. It's like, or another could be like, dude, I just, I love how, how you know, this song really perks me up and makes me happy. Like, you got three different, or at least three, an infinite number of perspectives on something that is objectively based in reality that mm -hmm. isn't subjective. Like, you say, I want to use G instead of middle C. Okay, well fine, but you got a different note now, and you have a different song. So you right. just changed it, even though the interpretation is flexible. Mm -hmm. Ian, any thoughts on all that? Yeah, I think the, the quote's definitely right on. Um, I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to say, and, and uh, I think my, my thought on it is probably pretty controversial, but I think it has less to do 
with the fact that, because you, you mentioned the difference between, like, you know, Democrats and Republicans. Well, we're all going to be at the same concert. We're not even going to, you know, right. not even going to be paying attention to who's who's that. I'm not around asking people's political views. But um, I kind of feel like uh, we're all human. And so and be, music being that universal thing, um, <clears throat> basically, my, my thought on stuff like that is that well, Republicans and Democrats are basically the same, but it's what you grew up being told was right. And uh, as humans, you know, we want to feel like we're, we belong to a group. So we're almost like forced into one of these two quote unquote sides. Um, and so like, I mean, okay, I can say I'm a Republican or I can say I'm a Democrat. It doesn't really matter. I'm still a human. Like to me, both of those are the same. It's just whoever we happen to grow up listening to, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing because, you know, in a, in a five-minute song, you can have more possibilities by an exponential amount um, than there are atoms in the observable universe. Hmm. But you have certain songs that, that sound the same. They use the same chord progression, have similar melodies, but it's because we're so trained that this is what sounds good. You know, if I if I play an F on this piano, whereas like if I just like pound it on it, yeah, yeah, we, everyone would agree that you know playing a chord with something structured is better than chaos. So I think yeah. you're right. It does have a lot to do with uh, with being trained and, and growing, sort of like yeah, growing up in a belief. I think that touches on a little bit too what we discussed last week, Ian, in terms of confirmation bias, because an unwillingness to to change one's perspective, or you know, I'm just a, a Republican because my parents are Republican, and that's what I was. I, I kind of want to get away from the political talk, which it, it was that was never the point of, of bringing that up. I was just thinking of two opposing views, yet still being united to music. But going back to confirmation bias. Uh, another quote, uh, I think it was Andrew Fletcher, and he said, um, let me make the songs of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. So in a, in a sense, music is also, I don't want to say it's used to manipulate, but it's used to inform. It's used to, um, it almost influence. transcends, yeah, to influence. It, it influences yeah. people in a way that the laws don't. Like, if, if I were to say, okay, 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 here's a perfect example, marijuana until recently was illegal. I mean, technically, I guess it is still federally illegal, but who cares when, when the states decide to, to, to step up and take their rights as states. But think about the rap. I'll go back to rap, for example. Think about the rap music for years and years was about... I don't want to use terminology here that's going to make us look bad, but, uh, but abusing... Not abusing women, but... Help me out here, because the, the word I'm thinking of in my head, I don't want to use. Sort of objectification. Uh, yeah, and... objectifying women and, you know, using drugs and, and getting drunk. And, you know, so it's like, sure, the law of the nation was you can't smoke pop. But the songs of the nation were, oh, yeah, you can do this. You can get away with this. This is okay. This is cool. This is how we party. This is how we enjoy life. So I think Andrew Fletcher was on to something. It's like, I don't want to make the laws. I just want to write the songs because if I want to have the most influence influence over people, I want to be able to um, 
touch their mind and their hearts at the same time. I think I'm going to stop for a second because I'm going to go off on too many tangents. So any, any reflection on that quote before Babylon? Yeah, well, to be fair, I think you can find that kind of stuff in any kind of music. It doesn't have to be rap music. Right. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, I was oh, I was a fan of 90s R&B, Babyface, Boys to Men, stuff like that. And they didn't really sing about pot as much or pot weed. I don't know. I'm not trying to be cool, so I don't really care how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, that's, I, yeah, that's true. I, it's, it's such a cultural thing, and that's only growing up. Is is like outright music can define culture mm-hmm. and, and and the mentality. Um, so, you know, and that's you see a lot of that. Like if if, if someone listens to someone, I'm not saying if you listen to rap, like you're you're a gangster, right? Or you're gonna break laws. Mm-hmm. But but you see a lot of, of the more you intake of that sort of culture, the more you re- the more you're willing to reflect it. Sure, and, and kind of be brazen and, you know, ignorant of what my, the law or, you know, what the other side of culture might say not to do because you've been sort of conditioning yourself with this. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, so, okay, another one, so, like I said, I grew up listening to 90s R&B, and for me, it was all about love, like, love, 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 you know, and, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> love and romance, and I want to write poetries, poetry for girls, and, and just this whole mentality of, I didn't even, I didn't even know what it meant to, to be a man, I didn't know what it meant to, to really humble myself and care for others, I just thought, you know, ooh, baby, baby, um, like, R&B type 90s music. I guess it's not just the 90s, but that's primarily what I listen to. It. Like so that's your, your So yeah, even though, like you said, it's not necessarily taken to the extreme of breaking laws, but it is an influence of the more you um, uh, are subjected to that genre. Uh, and of course, that's now we're talking lyrics and not just music. We're talking lyrics. But um, you know, if if you took all of 90s R&B songs and, and just did instrumental, I'd say they're beautiful. Like it's, a lot of it, I like the chord progression, I like the sure. the theme, or the I think it's what are called the motive in music, you know what it's called, motive or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter, I'm not mm-hmm. motive. Motif? Motif, maybe I'm thinking of motif. That I think 90s R&B music is beautiful, and then you put the lyrics in there and it's like, yeah, if you just wanna talk about pseudo, um, pseudo passion and, and you know romanticize things and yeah that's all, basically all it is it's not they're portrayed as love songs but they're really more like lust songs and, and like girl I want to get with you but not hey life is tough and I'm willing to stick with you through the bad times and no matter what you know to yeah, death to us part yeah anyway I'm getting a little off topic although the topic is music I keep no I don't think that's off topic I keep, any any other thoughts on that? Anybody else want to talk about '90s R&B? Or am I the only guy here that really enjoyed '90s R&B? <laughs> I, I was no, you're the only 90s, one. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's was, little... See, that's what I was a I was a teenager at that time. Well, yeah, yeah, almost a teen. Early '90s into mid '90s, I was a teenager. So stupid, stupid kid. I got another quote here. I wasn't planning on doing three quotes, but I wanted to talk about um, in this book. We are all philosophers by John Frame. He really he just starts diving into one of the one of the big questions that people ask the idea of us all being philosophers because we all ask questions and we all want to know things about life is what is everything made of 
And he, he says that everything is made of the elements of the periodic table, um, and those in turn are collections of subatomic particles of various kinds. A, a recent theory says that everything is ultimately made of vibrating strings. But in my unscientific way, I ask what the strings are made of, a question that I've never seen an answer to. And actually, when I think of vibrating strings and the world, what, what is the world made of, if vibrating strings can be the reality or the basis of that, I just think of vocal cords, right? Right. God said, you know, that he, he spoke the world into existence and um, Jesus is the word. The word became flesh. Uh, in the beginning was the word. The word, word was with God. The word was God. So this idea of vocal cords, vibrating strings, um, producing what we know about the world kind of makes sense theologically as well as philosophically. And of course, he's saying from his unscientific perspective, I'm not scientific at all, but I do know that vocal cords are essentially vibrating strings in a sense. Like, if they don't vibrate, we don't talk. No sound comes out. Right. <laughs> all, I mean, that's, and that's true of all sound, all music. It's, it's, it's just vibration. Hmm. You really get down to it. It's, it's vibration in the air. Okay. That's, that's it. At its very base, and, and it sounds like that's kind of what it's being reduced to here is that at, at the very base there's there's vibration and, and that's about as as far as you can take it, so to speak. Okay. So you've got music theory and you can like I said, solfege and an octave and um, you can talk about oh, chord so progression. There's so <laughs> much and and I'm not a music major. So Tanner knows a lot more than I do, probably Ian as well, because you guys still actively play instruments. I don't. But as much music theory as you want to pile on top of things, at, at the root of it all, it's still just vibrating, a vibration, vibration right. and sound producing what ends up being somewhat beautiful. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, to me... Um the fact that music even exists at all um, is really kind of points to the fact that there would have to be a creator of some kind. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, if, if there was no God or no creator, then why would these random noises put together make something beautiful? It wouldn't make any sense. Right. Right. Make something beautiful or even like resonate with people. It shouldn't mean anything, even if it did just happen to work out that way. Yeah, and I think that goes down to, Ian, earlier you mentioned that we're all humans, Democrat, Republican, whatever, that we're all humans. So I would follow up then, but what does that mean? What does it mean to be human? You know, that always, always that follow-up question of, but what does that mean? And I think that almost answers the question, what does it mean to be human? It means we can, it, well, so the, the shorter catechism, Westminster Shorter Catechism says that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Now, if God wants us to glorify him, he has given us music to do that. And if he wants us to enjoy him forever, so it's like a both and. It's like we glorify him and we enjoy him. So we get something out of it, even though it's not about us. And so music exists for that. If, if the chief end of man, the number one purpose for humanity is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Hey, guess what? Here's music. It's like, right. cool. Like, I get to use this for my greatest purpose. Mm -hmm. Here's something that's that's incredibly structured, yet, which, uh, I'm getting a little weird because music 
didn't have a lot of structure until about the 16th century. Hmm. But here's something that's it's, it's so structured and so mathematically gets so open-ended too. Right. Like, here are the building blocks, but you can do anything. Cool. So much freedom. I'm thinking um, jazz, for example, and um, and scat, not scat, scatting, scatting and jazz. Like, here's the here's the baseline, or here's the music, here's the progression, the chorus, and here are all the instruments involved. Now go. Obviously, I'm a musician, but that's what scatting is. It's like I'm gonna lay this on top of the music that's already playing and already beautiful, and I'm just making noises and it still sounds good, and I'm making it up as I go. Right? <laughs> you guys don't like jazz as much as I like jazz. I just love jazz, cool. but I don't I just, know if that would be my representation yeah, of scatting. No. <laughs> well, then you scat for us. No? Maybe. No, I, I, no. I, play, I play the drums for jazz. Anyway. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, that. You're a jazz drummer. I apologize to our listeners, all, all two of you. Um, but <laughs> you can fast forward through that part and never listen again. Um, okay. What. What is the most important thing about classical music? If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. <laughs> you had me all interested too. That's I know, that's all I got. I was over, I was over here like, what is this? So now, now that I ruined the deep thought with a, yeah. with a stupid joke, what I mean that was symbolic. Yeah, was <laughs> exactly. Uh. I don't know, we're at 20, 21 and a half minutes right now, and I know we're not wanting to keep this too much over half an hour. And we can do music. And I, there's so much to discuss when it comes to music, so we we could go for another hour if we were going to keep going, but I know we don't want to. So, Any closing thoughts? Hmm. I don't have anything. Ian? If it ain't rock, it ain't good. <laughs> so, so we're created in God's image. What, is, what does it mean to be human? It means that we're created in God's image, and we are God's representatives on this earth. Um, Christ obviously came to fulfill that and be the, the best representative of, of God on earth, being God in the flesh. But even that was even Adam's task in the garden. Like, hey, I'm going to build a temple-like garden for you and there's a tree here and if you want to live forever all you got to do is eat from this tree you're good to go just go be my representative on the earth and so i almost wonder the the beginning genesis doesn't really talk about music unless god was singing and being in in creation if he was somehow singing and speaking maybe he was scatting the earth into existence um but i wonder yeah i wonder how adam and eve glorified God and enjoyed him like what kind of music was involved if I assuming there was I'm just going to go ahead and say there must have been some music involved because music is so universal and it is such a big part of who we are as humans that somehow it had to be involved and of course maybe they just chose to sing with the birds I'm getting a little bit you know silly now in terms of thinking like a kid but the birds obviously have always sang that's their job to sing the whales make those sonar type sounds and whale songs whale songs yeah so i just i just think creation uh, originally and if you think of vibrating strings and god speaking the earth to to existence was just an ongoing song and and even now um 
the earth continues to sing throughout God singing the earth into existence. So it's almost like a, a, a progressive song of God singing us into existence and us singing um, our, our glory back to God or God's glory back to himself. I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to talk more since we were running out of time and I was looking for closing thoughts, so I just mumbled. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Well, in your rambling, I came up with a question for you. Perfect. Um, what would you say to, do you think that, cause you're talking about music glorifying God. Yep. So do you think that all music can glorify God or are you talking about specifically worship music glorifies God? Oh no, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely not talking specifically worship music. Um, but I will say, um, some music, and this is where we're talking about the lyrics and not just the music itself. I think all music, um, objectively, has to glorify God because there's really there's there's nothing inherently evil about chords on a piano. Even about even the music itself. Yeah, even the even the minor chords, which may kind of you know get you a little bit more angst. It's it's still just music, um, and so. Music that is objectively beautiful glorifies God in and of itself. Now, when you start talking about the lyrics, I don't think you need um, worship music, so to speak, in order to glorify God. But I will say that there is a lot of music out there with the sole purpose of glorifying man. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I will make that distinction. The, the, the lyrics of a lot of songs, including 90s R&B, um, serves the purpose of, of uh, glorifying man or woman um, in that sense. So. Well, there's a lot of, uh, of worship music out there, you know, that I would say is uh, glorifying man, too. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're at 26 minutes, Ian. Do we want to go down this road right now? <laughs> well, maybe we'll save this for another time. I think, yeah, I think we'll have to save it for another time because that that's almost an episode in and of itself. I know we've had that conversation before about and I'll just stop now because I almost just dove into it again. So, yeah, um, we'll say for you listeners, you'll have to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, um, ring, that, ring that notification bell, and, um, and we'll let you know when the, the um, worship music uh, episode comes out. But for now, we're just touching on music. So Intro to music. Intro to music, yeah. So, here we along. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's end with this. I want you. I want each of us to share what is one of our fundamental, um, elementary, first, uh, primary memories of music. And for me, I would say it was it was Keith Green. Um, Keith Green was a a you know worship leader. He actually uh, I'm gonna get too far off on his his story. He he had a pretty interesting story of how he came to know Christ, and then basically just um, redid a lot of the Psalms, redid some of his own songs, and. And so Keith Green was one of the first, my dad, my dad was a huge fan of Keith Green, so he was one of the first musicians I remember listening to growing up. Mine's going to be a lot less spiritual than yours, but um, we listened, oh, my parents listened to the Beach Boys all the time. And so whenever I hear something that, that's Beach Boys or that re even resembles Beach Boys, it just, like, that's the very first memory of music I even have. Cool. It's like 
in our in our in our old basement. I don't know, five years old maybe. Uh-huh. Just just having that blaring. It's it's tough for me because like my my dad when I was growing up worked at a, worked at a radio station mm-hmm. and, and was super into like the, the American Top Forty so like I always had like so much music like being thrown at me at the same time but I don't think I've really had like an appreciation until I started playing music mm-hmm. because I didn't you know it was it was it was so constant and it was you know, I, I I don't want to use the word forced but, but kind of forced. Okay. In in the sense of like, this is what's good. This is what we listen to. Sure. But um, like starting to, I think when I really started to like understand and appreciate music my way was getting to start performing it because then I could understand what was being put into it. Okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense, that might sound really cliche, but no. I think it goes along with the idea of um, the more you put into something, the more you get out of it. So when you see. Yeah. Wow, you know this. I don't just hit the play button, but there's these people who have to practice their instruments, tune their instruments, warm up their vocal cords, yada yada yada. And then, so the more you understand the reality of what's behind the music, the more you learn to appreciate it for its right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mine. Might be a little corny, but no, that's good. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Please like, subscribe, and share, and um, hit the notification button, and. Um, and um, if you want to shoot us some questions or give us ideas, you know, feel free to leave a comment. And if we're not um, if we're not bored somewhere else, then we'll reply to your comments. So, all right, have a great great week, guys. Thanks. Bye. Boom. <laughs>